Previously on the Wad Fam Chalk Pod. Adults have left her down. Yeah. You know, let her down her entire life. Right. And she says the line of like, oh, I'm meeting my dad. It's fine. Yeah. And as a listener, I was like, there's not even a second Mm -mm. where I believe that is the case. He knew that was a lie. Like, that's, yeah, immediately apparent. Um, Not pun apparent. Oh my gosh. You said it, not me. I was just calling it out. All right. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Wad Fam Chalk Pod. I'm Dylan Weaver. And I'm Andrew Sabo. And uh, we are joined again this week by one. <laughs> he did Two it times in a row. Wait, what? Is that my cue? Uh, one Arthur C. Woods? Yes, sir. You want, you, want, it, you, you want a clean take of that? No, I don't. In fact, I, I right, off the, right off the top here, this is my second episode with you guys. I have no idea what a Wadfam chalk pod is. <laughs> so, so nah. great thing. So you're familiar with Wits End at yes. this point. Ice Cream Parlor and Discovery Emporium in the town of Odyssey. I am, indeed. They have a drink called uh, the world-famous chocolate soda, mm. which uh, Jack Allen in an episode shortens because he's out of sign letters to Wad Fam Chalk Pod, or no, Wad Fam Chalk Sod. Oh. And so we made a pun of that and changed the S to a P. As in podcast. <laughs> right. <laughs> Got it. Um, Clever. So our title is, our name is short for the world flame famous chocolate podcast, I guess. Yes. But, but yeah, that's, uh, that's why we are called that. Does it make perfect sense now? It does. Yeah. Now I'm not, I'm, I'm actually reading it in front of me. The world famous chocolate podcast. podcast. (laughs) Yep. All right. Um, so, so yeah, we're talking about part two of the chosen one. Uh, this is episode 606. Uh, it's written and directed by Marshall Younger, and it originally aired December 16th of 2006, which, crazy enough, was a week after part one aired. <laughs> <laughs> a real mind-bender there. Uh-huh. It is uh, It's the penultimate track on album 47, Into the Light. Wonderful. If, if, if Very anyone, important to If anyone that. really cared... Um, Actually, though, I would like to say that I do care, because there's not a lot resolved in this episode. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I don't think, I don't feel like anything was resolved. Like, if, to anyone who listened to the first part of this podcast, like, we had all these like, well, they'll probably, they'll probably talk about it in the second part, or they'll resolve, (laughs) they didn't resolve anything. And then they and then they just ran out of time and the episode ended. Yeah. yeah. So, so for are we getting ahead of ourselves? I mean, that being no, said, I love no. the episode, but yeah, for, this episode's supposed to be about foster care, and it doesn't even end with like Kelly joining the Washingtons. I mean, it it ends with the implication. Uh, <laughs> oh, wonderful, because right. implications are notoriously very reliable in the foster care system everywhere. Implications are always reliable. I don't know what you're talking about, Andrew. Um, there are five Kelly episodes after this. I am aware. Okay. I, I did a little bit of a deep dive okay. here. Because when this episode ended, <laughs> and it just ended abruptly, 
I was like, I need more here. So I, I went on the uh, the wiki site and, and saw, all right, so there is there are is additional Kelly material coming. Yep. And then, then I even went deeper and found out who the actress was that played Kelly and then found out she was actually in a whole bunch of cool stuff. But anyway... Yeah, we yeah. never talked about that, did we? No, we didn't do we didn't do uh, our little like voice actor corner. Thing. Yeah, for for the last episode, but, but this yeah. is this is the the Chalk Squad's homework for the week. <laughs> go go do go a look deep at, dive at, on at Kelly's Kelly. IMDb. Report um, back to us on Twitter. Yeah, well, that was int- I actually did go on Kelly's IMDb, but was was unless I missed it. Uh, her her credit is not, her uh, Adventures in Odyssey credit is actually not listed well, on her IMDb. Adventures in Odyssey stuff never is because it is voice only, or because it's audio only. Rather, there's no right. video component, um, so IMDb doesn't catalog it. Uh-huh. Which there is why go. the wiki exists. Mystery solved. Yep, mystery solved. So I, this episode begins very with unso- a promo, Andrew. No, it doesn't. We do a promo now. That's this has been our format for. Two years? No, I mean, it wasn't when we started, but I'm going to jump into the promo. On the next Adventures in Odyssey, the truth is out about Kelly. You know, this girl really needs someone steady who loves her. She's lost trust in everyone. And the gang at Wit's End feels bad that they couldn't do more. Everyone in her life has rejected her. Yeah, including us. Find out how something Kelly told Ed Washington could mean something much bigger for his family on the next Adventures in Odyssey. That was such a like beating around the bush way of Vague. saying like it's something like, somebody said something which, which I appreciate <laughs> over just like spoiling the contents of the episode mm-hmm. but it is like a weird thing of like yes something that someone said to another person is going to change that person's mind yeah they yeah. might as well say on this episode of Adventures in Odyssey something happens <laughs> the entire episode stuff is happening so Andrew how does the episode begin. The episode begins with a, like, one-minute recap. Yeah. Essentially. It, can you... Have we covered an episode that had a full minute of recap? Yes, but they're usually not included on the AIO Club. Yeah. Normally, like, they do that for the radio, but mm-hmm. not for the home releases. But apparently, no. It's just very important we know how mean this child is I mean, and all the terrible things she did last episode i think it's a pretty good recap oh no it is good it is good i and only listening to the promo just now made me kind of pick up on the icky feeling of projectifying troubled youth hmm. um and i didn't really get that vibe from the episode but i definitely got that vibe from the promo of it being like you know, there's this person that needs help, and she's kind of our group project, almost. I think that this episode does a really good job of humanifying, or, um... Humanizing? Kelly, human, humanifying, yeah. Humanizing Kelly and making her um, a very complex character. And especially, I would just like to get this out of the way that... I am going to be voting for Ed Washington in November. <laughs> I love him. He's a he's a good dad, it seems. I mean, unless unless you guys have a very different take, I'm 
gonna put my feet down and say that he's a swell gentleman and I like him a lot. <laughs> uh, yeah, I could do that. I could I could go with that. Yeah. yeah. You, you, you can go with swell yeah. gentleman swell Ed. Gentleman. Uh, so more importantly than the recap, this episode begins with us discovering much to the chagrin of those of us listening mm-hmm. that Connie's book is really gone Gonzo. forever. Done. Finite. It was interesting because because it was uh, uh, it was Eugene who was going through the computer to make sure it was really gone. And he actually says that she has expertise in computers. So now we're dealing with a 10-year-old who's like an expert in computers and a child prodigy when it comes to like uh, piano playing and music writing. And It's all the nicotine. I, it, it might be just... that. I just, I need some more backstory. Yeah, yeah. Like where did this yeah. kid earn all her skill set? Yeah. Like not only did she delete the file and the backup, she also emptied the recycling bin mm-hmm. and deleted the recovery images. Mm-hmm. Um, That's the only stuff I do on accident. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. There's not a My Scrubs soundtrack episode that never came out. Yeah, never. Certainly. Andrew didn't get rid of one half of our audio during quarantine. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I did. Whoops. <laughs> I'm so sorry about everything I put you through. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Be sure to bring it up with my therapist next week. Oh, my word. <laughs> It's fine, Andrew. I still like you. Thanks. I still like you too, Dylan. <laughs> Arthur, uh, does it feel like you're sitting in on something? This is a special moment. Yeah. Oh, Dylan man. and Andrew. Glad to be part of it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Connie is livid, right? Right. She, she's so going... What is, what is her threat? She wants to choke her or wring her neck? Yeah, wring her neck. yeah, it was pretty violent. That's yeah, this what is it was. a ten-year-old yeah. girl, and she deleted. Okay, I get it. It's a six hundred-page book, Connie. Six hundred thirty-seven. I, I don't know how large your delusions of grandeur have to believe have to be to believe that anything that you write is going to mean anything to anybody. <laughs> that other than really cynical. Well. I, Art is for the creator, not for the audience. Oh wow, we could really go down that rabbit hole. In the in the first episode, they were they were saying this proof of that (laughs) exactly. In the first part of this episode, they were saying that this thing could go out to millions Millions of people, people. literally millions of Um, people. And they would. Connie said that Eugene was bad. Had a spit take. Yeah, well, Eugene had a frying pan up to his head at the time, so who knows? (laughs) Who knows? Maybe he's made of magnets. (laughs) (laughs) No, but yeah, and Connie. Is and then Eugene's like, well, given the circumstances, it makes a lot of sense. It's unfortunate, I understand. And Connie's like, I'm going to abuse this child because she deleted my yeah. book. I don't care. Like, I know she was in a tough spot. And I'm like, <sighs> yeah, it did kind of go from like, I just found out that Kelly's been abused by her mom, but I'm literally going to continue to abuse yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't actually do but, it, but I want to ring her. Right, but that's... <laughs> I, no, but the, the, I I get that Here comes the level of reason. Of, like, I get that level of frustration where you're yeah. like, look, like, I'm not actually going to hurt this person. I'm not capable of that. B- but I really want to. Yeah, no, no. Because, no. yeah, because I've invested a lot of time into a thing and now it's gone. 
I feel like you're talking to me a little bit, and I'm sorry. No. Okay. You guys need a minute? Yeah, I was going to say, I'm just like this deleted audio coming back again. I'm so uh, sorry. Yeah. Um. So, what? We find out... Oh, I guess, was it clear to you guys at the la- at the end of last episode? Maybe we didn't talk about it, or maybe I just kind of missed it, but Kelly running away? Yeah, I did kind of miss that. I mean, not necessarily running away from home. We obviously knew that, but her running away from Wit's End. Right. Yeah, I don't think that was made clear. Okay. At all. Okay. Yeah. I was like, I very well could have missed it, but like, yeah. Then Wit like comes in, or Wit walks in, and Eugene's like, "Did they find her?" And I was like, "What happened?" Unless like, it was like no was time a... really passed. Yeah. Um, Unless there was a bell ring, I would have to go back and re-listen to the, the part one to see if there was any, like, footsteps, bell ring, inclination. I was, you know, thrown off by, yeah. presumably, yeah. what everybody else was. Right, so the police found her, and she's mm-hmm. now at the Department of Human Services. Woohoo! Everybody's yeah. favorite place. Yeah, we find out that she's from Richland, which is apparently far away from Odyssey. Yeah, um, quite far. Well, she took the bus. <laughs> yes, true. Um, and, yeah, then Wit goes into a lot of the logistics of the situation and the legal mm-hmm. process and yeah. how all that's going to shake out. Yeah, essentially, you know, getting her... So, there's enough evidence to remove her from her mom. Right. Yep. Um, to, yeah, to legitimize getting the, you know, government involved, essentially. Um, but there is a good chance that she could end up back with her mom if, because this is the first time this is coming up, and oftentimes, you know, courts, you know, they don't want to separate parents from children when at all possible. Um, there's going to be counseling involved, and there's counseling for her and counseling for her mom, um, but then Wit then goes off on, like, what you're saying, this whole bit of, you know, her father left when she was seven, her mother had boyfriends that she really liked, but none of them stuck around, um, she had been kicked out of school, so the juvenile detention stuff was obviously real, um, she had been given up on by school counselors and things like that, which, like, how troublesome can a elementary school child be to make an adult counselor give up right well and then we get the we get the 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 final note of and there was even a church church. told her not to come back yep which unfortunately feels kind of real Mm -hmm. it is like that's absolutely real (laughs) yeah 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 um i'm gonna i'm gonna once again kind of default to arthur on just kind of your feelings about this whole segment of yeah well, it, it it struck me, I mean, both parts of this episode have struck me very real, which which I like. Um, to say that, that Laura had several boyfriends after after she and Kelly's father split um, is, I mean, that's just so common. That's mm-hmm. exactly what happens. And, and while we don't necessarily say this in the episode, unfortunately, a lot of times it's it's those those boyfriends that become some of the abusers mm-hmm. as well, and that's unfortunately extremely common. That there's just these guys that are in and out of the house, and um, yeah, and so a lot of times that does lead to to mm-hmm. abuse. Yeah, and 
the other thing I think that's and even if they're good people, like even if they didn't abuse her, just the fact that that revolving door, yeah, that revolving door, and maybe she put hope into things being good again every time a new guy came around. Yeah, that's exactly right. I think it's really interesting too. Like we we have the fact that she is is ten as like an established part of the show, and then this bring like wit in this kind of summary of her her past history brings up the fact that her dad left at seven seven yep. which means that like i mean you can Jeez. imagine things maybe weren't great before to get to the point where her dad left but also the multiple boyfriends um and stuff has all happened in the past three years yeah mm-hmm. well and seven would be pretty much right when she's going into uh kindergarten first grade so like talk about growing up in a um unstable home environment and like what that can do for you developmentally and uh, yeah that's just it's tragic and like you said like it's totally a thing (laughs) it really is and it, it always it leads these kids to lose trust in everyone mm-hmm. whether it's the people they know in their life or strangers or uh, caseworkers or police officers or even god it is just they can't trust anyone anymore their trust has been broken too many times and well i would say yeah. that god's even harder because at least you can see people right at least you know god god's an abstract idea and especially in you know, depending on where she's, what her spiritual background has been like. Obviously, if she was rejected by a church, she probably went to church at some point. Right, yep. Um, and so there's there's something there. But yeah, <laughs> it's really easy to, for those kinds of people, even if they are able, I don't say those kinds of people, I, I hate that. For somebody that experienced something that Kelly did, um, to kind of be able to find some hope and some healing if they get in the correct channels, Mm -hmm. but never heal that God issue. Because if that's not a part of their healing, then they're just going... Like, the church itself, I feel like, doesn't do a good job of reaching out and making amends, and it's going to be a lot harder for her to reconnect to that place of value when she's found value in other places because that place rejected her. Yep. And I think that's... I say this more observationally as opposed to saying anything negative about the church, but your average church is not equipped to handle the even just the strictly behavioral needs mm-hmm. of a child from a, from a really, truly tough place like that. And, uh, and while I, I don't think it's right for a church to say you can't come back to Sunday school, you can't come back to church. I mean, I do think they have to figure something out. They're just at their default, they're not they're not prepared for yeah. you know, kind of significant behavioral issues that Kelly probably displayed in church. Wait a minute, is childhood psychology good for the church maybe? <laughs> yes, Andrew, I think oh. I think I think you can fire that shot. <laughs> for it to be edited out <laughs> but yeah if you can't even get welcomed into the the church 
then how do you even get to the next step of of being welcomed into the true family of God? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you don't, if you can't trust the church, how do you trust God? And yeah. that that thinking is a little reversed. But in the mind of of a of a child who's just been rejected, well, if I can't trust the church, there's I can't trust the God that they preach about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and I, yeah, the the moment at which they all are kind of like piecing this together and you know it's like yeah you know frankly she's just lost trust and someone is like well you every it makes sense that she would everyone in her life has rejected her and then i think it's ed chimes in with just the brutally honest line of like including us Mm -hmm. and it's kind of the moment at which all of the like kind of the 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 degree to which things were heightened and we maybe had issue with towards the end of last episode with everyone pouncing on her at once is very much for this emotional payoff here yes wherein it's like oh yeah like Mm -hmm. we have also rejected her um and now like yeah we have to reckon with that well Um, yeah and i think that i think that what it does is it points to like as christians you're called to see people beyond their actions right you're supposed to see them as child of children of god um and for them to kind of get wrapped up in the emotion of the destructive nature of her actions you know they have like like you said they've become a part of the problem and they've kind of abandoned what was supposed to make them helpful and special yeah yeah i just this whole this whole scene starting when when wit comes in calls in ed as well and they just Mm -hmm. and goes through all of this and then ending on that line of like yeah we also rejected her was i just found incredibly moving oh my gosh this is this is a really well structured scene and like i also it also really makes me feel for her. Mm-hmm. Yep. And again, it also points to, I forget the term you used at the beginning, but the kind of person that Ed is. Yeah. So, yeah. President President Washington, president 2020. Yeah. We could have our next he's president. So Washington. I, he's so kind. He's so good. And that's the next scene, right? It's the Washington family dinner. Yeah. Essentially. Yep. Um, there's, you know, they're obviously talking about everything. Um, there's the comment made about trucks and toys and Kelly potentially living there. Um, there's not... Oh, that's later. I'm sorry. Yeah. There's the comment made about toy trucks. Correct. Trucks in the room. You right. still play with trucks. Yeah, Just for decoration. I, right, yeah. exactly. Ugh. I say as looking around at a bunch of toy cars as decoration. Yeah, no, I have Legos in my room as decoration that I... Totally don't wait for Balaam to come over to play with. <laughs> uh, That's never happened. But yeah, so, so right. So Ed has, yeah, is, we come in on like the tail end of him filling in the rest of his family mm-hmm. um, about all this stuff. This yeah. is also, this is, if you're just listening to these two episodes, your first real introduction to Elaine and Marvin, mm-hmm. Ed's wife and his son we already met tamika last episode um and 
yeah, he then has this line of saying, like, I really wish I could do something for her, referring to Kelly. <laughs> I love um, that. And then... In walks like, Wit. Yeah, and then Wit knocks yeah. on the door. There is something you can do. Yeah, <laughs> she was... wants to live with you. <laughs> uh, boy, I wish there was something I could do. Hey, uh, Ed, is there something you could do for Kelly? <laughs> I do. I li- I like that it's not quite that though. No, no. Like it's like it is. It is that structurally, but it's not quite on the nose yeah. to the degree of just like, oh my word, really? It's not like, sitcomy. Like yes. there's a sitcom right. thing yeah, where yeah, it's yeah. like, how could things get any worse? And then fire alarm goes <laughs> they off. They just got worse. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, I also, aside from all the all the conversation going on, the sounds of the oh, dinner table. So good. Yeah. Yeah, it is a really forks and the oh, it's so good. It's a really well sound engineered scene, and we hear, yeah. At one point, I think Tamika asks for the mashed potatoes, Mm -hmm. and like you can hear a spoon Mm -hmm. going through mashed potatoes. Mm -hmm. What I what I noticed about that is uh, even after Wit started talking to them. The, the sound effects of them like eating and serving themselves. Like (laughs) they're all just eating dinner, and Wit's just standing there talking to them. Like right, yeah. I don't like, think, do think Marvin's that well mannered, so we'll blame it on Marvin. Yeah, I mean, sorry, I'm probably not going to stop eating if you stop by. <laughs> if I'm hungry, Mm-mm. sorry. Uh, it's just that level of comfort you have with your local ice cream man. Yeah, of course. Ice cream man, Discovery Emporium, general friend of God and children, John Avery <laughs> Whitaker. Um,. Yeah, so he comes over and he says, yeah, so he, was, he spoke with the social worker that has been placed in charge of Kelly's case, um, and Kelly had mentioned that she wanted to live with the Washingtons, and she was, like, this, like, catches them all completely off guard. They're like, wait a minute, like, why why would they want us? I mean, Tamika, obviously, she threatened to hurt Tamika, <laughs> yeah. and uh, and she wasn't particularly, you know affectionate with it or anything like that but she was definitely but that, that that's the point the point is is that she cares more about them than she's willing to let on yeah and right and so we immediately have ed and elaine just making all of the excuses mm-hmm. um they can think of oh and also to note like kelly has been placed with a foster parent yeah but this is in addition to that like, yeah, I don't, yeah, I'm just not that familiar with the system of all this stuff, so it yeah. struck me as a little odd, but it's... It, it's, actually, it's actually not odd at all. There are uh, emergency respite foster parents who, are, who would be on call and would say yes to a kid with the understanding that the caseworkers or the county or whoever would, would immediately start looking for a more, uh, not necessarily permanent home, but a more long-term foster home. Mm-hmm. Um, so this, this actually struck me very real that the, uh, Kelly had to go somewhere and they, they put her in a family and that family was willing to do it, but is saying, you know, but this isn't a, this is not a long-term thing for us. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Well done show. Um, yeah, I'm really yeah. glad. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, it kind of ends on this note of just like, yeah, of them just like they've made enough excuses that it's like okay this isn't really happening and wit 
is so disappointed. Yeah. Well, there's they, their 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 excuses are we just turned our spare bedroom into an office, right. and this child has so much baggage that we don't know what to do with. Yeah. yeah. And those are those are their right. words. Like, right. yeah. like there's not much, and and I get that. I get that that there's some hesitation at first of being like this person needs a lot of help and I don't know if I'm the person that can give them that help. And especially when it comes to, yeah, yeah, I'm being hesitant about that and making a, uh, like, yeah, giving the weight to that decision that it deserves is very, is very important. Yes. You shouldn't write it off one way or the other right away. Yeah. Um, right. And they also, so the, yeah, they referenced that the fact that like the spare room has been turned into an office, something we didn't really talk about in the previous episode because it wasn't relevant, but I'll bring it up here. Up until somewhat recently on this show, um, Xavier, who is the Washington's nephew, mm-hmm. had been living with them. Mm-hmm. Um, it was and Xavier so and somebody else, too. Well, Antoine is the older brother who mm-hmm. we never meet. Mm-hmm. he's already like at college mm-hmm. i think the implication is when the washingtons show up as characters but is then, anybody else just like the washingtons have mad money because they just talk about all the vacations they go on do they they talk about the one they were planning on going on which was what was set up in the previous episode and sounded like it didn't really happen that often oh because it's like the big thing about like them leaving Marvin and Tamika at home for the first time. Yeah, is that so? That is the same trip. I, I think it has yeah. to because I thought it was. I thought it was interesting that last episode, like they plan a trip because of something Kelly says, and then this episode they cancel the trip because of Kelly. Like, <laughs> yep. Kelly's just completely dictating their entire vacation life. Yeah, as as she should. That's the kind of president <laughs> I want. <laughs> Firmly in the pocket of. A very sad ten-year-old. <laughs> uh, and so, and so, then we we do we do end on the note of of Ed saying like, um, you know, you think I'd be able to talk to her? And Wit saying like, yeah, I'm sure I can set something up for you to drop by the foster home and like have have a conversation. So yeah, very very much like seeds being sown for this to like. Yeah, for them to come around. Mm-hmm. Like, Definitely. Well, as, as as a first time listener, Arthur, did you at any point think, "Oh, this isn't happening"? Oh no, no, <laughs> like, no. But I very much I appreciated the the process, the journey that they went through to to eventually come to a decision that you know, pretty sure they were going to come to anyway. But um, and I did like this scene um, between. Kelly and Ed where mm-hmm. he's mm-hmm. he's in the new foster home and mm-hmm. and then uh and then the doll makes an appearance again. Yeah, you know, this is that... all oh my gosh. Yeah. So Ed goes over Ed wants to visit Kelly and then he comes over presumably later that day or the next day. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, if there's I, any I context we know about. I, I'll say the next day they were eating dinner. I don't yeah. think he's there like at night. Yeah um the he 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 shows up and the the foster mom's kind of showing him around and she's really sweet and like doing a good job like i was expecting her to be like i was expecting that to be a bad situation and her escaping that would be like oh thank goodness we found a good foster home you know not all foster homes are great but no she's 
perfectly swell, it seems. Yeah, I, I feel very similar. I was so happy that this was not a, oh yeah, she's, like, the situation is markedly bad. And mm-hmm. so that's why, like, we need to get her out of this. Yeah. Like, there's a little bit of that with the, like, with talk later on about just, like, how the room's decorated and some of that stuff. But it doesn't feel like... It doesn't feel like they're worried about... Worried about, like, the influence that that house is going to have on Kelly. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, I don't think there's any concern that, like, oh, this place is going to be bad for her. Mm -hmm. As much as there is a feeling of, like, where, like... Our place might be better and might also be what we're being called to do, mm-hmm. um, but not as like an alternative to something bad, which I think is also really well done because it doesn't force their hand in the decision making. Right. Like they still get to, yeah, they throughout this whole like they get wrestling with the decision making. Right. <laughs> yeah, that is the the roll credits moment of the episode but it's also the 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 point of like yeah they're not they're not being forced into this situation they're making a yeah. decision and it's good i'm i'm very pleased like on a meta level that i feel like odyssey didn't intentionally pay uh paint the social work system and you know uh department of human services and stuff like that in like a bad light right yeah you know what i mean like i feel like a lot of media sometimes and the truth of the matter is that I don't know that this is true, but it it gets yeah. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna preface the, it by saying the truth, truth of the matter. Of this matter is I don't know no, if this truth. is true. Yes. that's hilarious. Yes, the reality is I know nothing, but I do know that foster care gets painted in a bad light by a lot of television shows a lot of times. Yeah, and uh, and I'm glad to see. Stuff like social workers and counseling and things that are very important to me that focus on the family and I have not always agreed on <laughs> are they seem to be putting them in a good light here. Yeah, um, and and it sets up well for like what you said, where the Washingtons aren't strong armed into making a decision that isn't right for them or that they're not ready for, like in because of. A bad system and i'm I'm really really happy about that because yeah i think they oh, they it's exactly what you guys said in, in the sense that kelly wasn't in a bad foster home i think they tried to to pitch it more as the washingtons would just be a better fit mm-hmm. right so nothing wrong with the house she's in now but clearly the washingtons would be a, a better fit god for kelly. wants yeah, that's, this is, <laughs> clearly god thinks yeah. it would be a better fit so um yeah, so I thought that was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, so then, the, like you said, we talk the um, the foster mom is talking to Ed about the doll because that was like one of the only things that she brought with her, and she plays with it constantly, and she's going to like what you say, like it's a half hour last night before she went to bed. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna need to replace the batteries. It's such a really cute, sweet moment of them talking about her as a girl because then Kelly comes in. And I can't smoke, and this place smells like mothballs. That was great. Yeah, yeah. that was my favorite line yeah. of this episode. I can't smoke. Good. Like, this yeah. place smells like mothballs. There I could love, be worse smells. I, I loved Ed in that exchange. Yeah, I mean, it's 
you know, it's Ed asking, so how are things here? Well, she doesn't let me smoke. Yeah. Like, well, we wouldn't either. If, yeah. If you came to our house, we wouldn't either. Unless you're out by the barn, like, you know. And I don't know what to say about the mothballs. Yeah. Yeah. If Febreze. Yeah. And so, right, she, she... Or Ed brought along Tamika's old keyboard as a gift for Kelly, um, mm-hmm. which super cool. Yeah. Um, and then we get the and, why are you should being so nice to me? Right. Ugh. Ugh. It mm-hmm. hurts. It hurts. And <laughs> she, it's the the why are you being so nice to me? And then when he's kind of like hemming and hawing the. There's no need to beat around the bush. We're not kids. We're not kids. Yeah. yeah. Uh, wait, no. Last time I checked, you were. Yeah. Well, and Ed, I like... I really appreciate how Ed leaves space for Kelly to um, kind of direct the conversation. So, like, I feel like when there's adults talking to kids, adults tend to um, strong arm the conversation, especially in a situation like this. Where with Ed, you get like a very much a, he's just there to see her. He's just there to be present in the moment with her. And he also roasts her by saying, in between your cigarette cravings, I think you're a child. That's awesome. I love it. But it it feels so real. Yeah, no, it's true. It's hilarious. (laughs) It's like the kind of comment that I would make. Yeah, oh yeah. (laughs) Definitely. Uh, I think her res- <laughs> her response to all this also felt very real because, you know, logic would tell you, well, Kelly, if you want to go live with the Washingtons, then in this in this particular moment, be on your best behavior and mm-hmm. say what you need to say. And and she's not. She's no. She's just you know when he's like, you know, so I, you know, I, I heard you wanted to be with us. She's like, what? Like, yeah. just kind of, like, almost playing dumb. And then, like, he invites her over for dinner. And, like, you know, my wife makes a good pot roast. So I don't like pot roast. Well, we could make something else. Nah, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't want your food. It's fine. Old yeah. man. Well, and then he's like, do you want me to, you know, bring stuff over to, like, help decorate your room? And she's like, no. Yeah. I like don't it you like this. toys or games? Because right. he, she's, he's like, this whole room feels kind of adult. And she's like, yeah. 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 She's like, I like other things. And I want to be like, what are these things? Okay, we know you like cigarettes. Yeah, yeah. Like, what else? She likes reading really existential philosophical works. Like, but, uh, what's that? Yeah, I just... Right, it does... It, it, is, it is a thing that feels real of, like, her guard is still all the way up. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. when... Yeah, when she's... When she was in a place that was, like, somewhat anonymous and confidential to say like yes the washingtons are right like, yeah good point like mm-hmm. that that's who i want to be with if, if there's an option but then when facing it you just don't own it and you're just kind of like yeah sure like but you she, she also says like you wouldn't want that your daughter hates me mm-hmm. is like part of it as well yep. which i think is yeah is that thing too of like she's justifying to ed why it wouldn't work right um because yeah she's been in you're, so many situations that haven't worked you're right because she even when um in terms of justifying that it wouldn't work she even said like i just thought became you because you gave me the doll that 
you know, obviously it doesn't mean you want me to come live with you. Like she's, yeah. she's building a case for why she shouldn't live with them. Like you yeah. said, justifying that. Yeah. Well, and I see that as her scrambling. Cause I, I bet you, you know, that girl knows about HIPAA privacy laws because if she's seen as many counselors and <laughs> social workers and everything, she's, she's been read her rights. She yeah. knows that she's not allowed to, you know, people aren't allowed to talk about, wait a minute. How is Wit able to get information? Of, never mind. He's Wit. Yeah. <laughs> he just doors just always open for him. Yeah, that's fair. HIPAA does not exist. For no, Wit. it. it he, he, he's above it. Yeah. But. But yeah. Um. He flashes the Universal Press Foundation business card, and they're like, yeah. "Oh my gosh! Yeah, <laughs> this guy <laughs> used to subcontract for the NSA. I guess we just let him." know everything yeah he knows where we keep our bombs like yeah. you can that, know about this child's personal information that's not a joke that's a that's a uh that's worked a for the nsa oh wow yeah. well okay. not directly he was no. never on their payroll no, but he worked with the god. nsa yeah god doesn't work for the government he just works on the side of the government <laughs> right, right. <laughs> of course <laughs> focus on the family um, <laughs> <sighs> anyways yeah but oh i love when we go there um the so the next scene is ed and wit having a a good conversation mm-hmm. just being pals and chatting yeah. <laughs> about yeah. this but like i like yeah i do it's nice to see like adult or like friendship in a children's audio drama <laughs> right. yeah no definitely like, you definitely get a very like a almost like so ed's definitely younger than wit yeah so ed looks up to wit obviously there's a little bit of that dynamic there so but it's not quite the same they're more peers right it's not like when wit's mentoring a child yeah or or with, you know, Eugene and Katrina or anything like that. Or with Tom, who's older than him and right. kind of his superior and he respects because of that. It's, yeah, it's a really pleasant dynamic that you're right. We we really don't see much. We see it with Jack and then we see it with Ed. Yeah. And it's, yeah, yeah. it's cool. I don't know. I like it. Well, um, believe it or not, my the part that I laughed at the most in this episode actually came from that conversation, and I'm not sure that it was meant to be funny, but it just struck me as funny because Wit says to Ed, "Well, you know, uh, Eugene has some experience in in foster care," and Ed said, "Oh, is Eugene a foster? Was Eugene a foster parent?" And Wit's like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> Like it was just. I was like, to like just... no. What are you nuts? Are you gonna say it? Yeah, uh, Eugene becomes a foster parent. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, I'm not up to date on Odyssey, but I am aware that Eugene and Katrina are fostering a kid That's currently. So... I yeah, think. Yeah, but so awesome. Oh, he uh, was a foster parent. No, no, no. 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 Are you kidding me? What? Uh, Eugene? Yeah. Frying pan guy. <laughs> yeah it's it's also this is also the scene where ed's like yeah like her like it's a good christian home and like i think like the the parents Mm -hmm. seem really nice but like her room had had antiques in it like it just like they didn't really have a setup for a young girl um and it's kind of like you think you could do better and 
um, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Right. Get it. Get it. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then, you know, suggesting he goes and talks to Eugene, which I brought up in the last episode of like Eugene being a kid who, like, being a kid who was fostered. Like when we were talking about mm-hmm. it last right. episode completely forgetting forgetting that that was a plot point in this episode yeah and i so it made me so much happier when the interaction happened Mm -hmm. because i was like oh yeah i made that connection and then the characters also made that connection (laughs) because too often in any shows they wouldn't make those sorts of connections. Right. No, yeah. it would just go it would a just different be direction. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Like seasons ago, we covered that, but that's not relevant to now. So no, I yeah, just, and I Odyssey like that. makes a very good universe in that respect, where they just they just love yeah. their callbacks. Time is a flat circle, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there is some continuity. Uh, um, but that's a good segue into the conversation that Eugene and Ed have about oh, foster yeah. care. Didn't like this conversation. Please tell me about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I want to hear it. this because I was just like, I was like, oh, is this is is this the moment in this episode where I'm gonna cry? So so I am like, but obviously I don't. Yeah, my perspective is is very skewed. So. It's yeah. Perfect. I was gonna say. Yeah. I I can only give my opinion. That's good. The honest truth is, what, what do you uh, think this, this show is? Yeah. This because I I don't want to speak like emphatically here that that you know Eugene was was wrong because mm-hmm. certainly there could be millions of kids who feel exactly how Eugene explained. No. But well, I. My opinion currently is, is I don't think your average foster child would feel privileged to be in foster care. Uh, Your average foster child desperately wants to be back with their mom and dad. And even if their parents were abused, they typically blame the the foster care workers Mm -hmm. for ripping them out of their house and putting them in a different family. And, And I don't know how often they really feel privileged and i don't know how often they really feel chosen Mm -hmm. so the thing i could say that might color this differently is just just a little bit one eugene's not a normal person yeah Yeah. he definitely wasn't a normal kid but the more relevant thing i think is he wasn't removed from a troubled home in any way his parents um went missing and then were um and then were like uh pronounced dead sure so there's not there's not quite that thing of wanting to be like going back with parents that makes it's not as though he's being he was pulled away from anything he was just on his own and then taken in Mm mm-hmm which I imagine could color an experience differently. I think it would. Than... I think that's a good distinction because just thinking through the different foster kids we've had in and out of our house over the past few years, I don't think most of them would feel privileged to be right. in foster care. I, I don't think that would be a common yeah. response, but that mm-hmm. does make sense with what you said. Which means that what Eugene's saying isn't necessarily really relevant to ed's situation yeah probably not but i I think kelly would prefer to go home yeah today if she could i i also think there's there's probably a level from eugene's end of 
Like, and he even says, like, I don't know if I could have, like, put words to it at the time, but mm-hmm. looking back now, like, I felt so privileged to have been chosen. Mm-hmm. Well, so, like, it is, it is to a thing of, like, he's a grown man looking, looking at his back. past. Yeah. yeah. Yep, um, fair. Which is going to color things differently. But, yeah, that's maybe not... It's... Right. It's a cool connection for the show to make, and it's a pep talk that I think does overall help ed like reach his decision but it's not as though like what is true of eugene applies to kelly right well and that's the thing that i think is frustrating the most about this episode is how much of the emphasis is not on kelly right (laughs) so like you want her to be you want her to end up in a good foster care home but the plot of this episode is not what does Kelly want. The plot of this episode is, can the Washingtons handle it? Mm-hmm. And is that what they're supposed to do? Yeah, that and, emphasis on is what does God want? Yeah, exactly. Ep- yeah. Right. And it's... Right. Whereas Kelly is very much our POV character in the first episode, which is why that yes. episode hits so hard. Yeah. Ed is the POV in this, or the Washington family. True. Ed, maybe Ed and Tamika, you could argue. But, like, it's... It's not an episode from Kelly's perspective. Yep. She, every other character, enters scenes that she is in. We don't get, like, it's not like we're following yeah. Kelly and she shows up somewhere like last episode. Yep. It's mm-hmm. we're following other characters and they show up at Kelly. It's a good distinction. Yeah, definitely. And, yeah. Just to kind of springboard off something that you said about, um, yeah, just the idea of like being chosen and everything like that and wanting to be with your parents, even though that's probably not the healthiest place for you to be. Mm-hmm. And it, like, yeah, it's really easy. And I think that people not to to the same extent because, yeah, it's, it's a whole other animal, but unhealthy relationships that used to be good are really um easy to idealize yes especially if you absolutely like because you want you you love the person right so you want to believe that what their actions are showing you to be true about who they are as a person aren't true like oh they're just acting that way right now and as soon as a couple of these pieces slide around it's going to be fine and the truth of the matter is yeah yeah okay maybe practical steps of self-care is what it takes for you know somebody to uh start to write the ship that is their life but you can't yeah you can't make decisions based on what's good for you and what's healthy for you off of hopeful thinking right of the people that would be involved in that yeah to 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 put you kind of on the hot seat here i don't don't know arthur if this is if if this is going to be a a good question or not but like from what we've seen over the past two episodes from kind of the context we're we've given is there a world in which it makes sense for kelly to go back with her mom laura and what does it take to get there Oh, actually, that is is a great question, and the answer is yes, because the majority of the time, the goal of foster care is to reunite the child with their parents. So we are 
especially since this is the first time that Kelly's been put in foster care, the, you know, now I don't know how it plays out in the Adventures in Odyssey story, but in, in reality, it would be a long process of trying to get Kelly uh, back to her mom while her mom is working on herself. And there'd be, uh, there'd be multiple chances and they, and they would make sure that, you know, they were trying to keep Kelly as safe as possible but the idea at this point wouldn't be, nor shouldn't be, let's give Kelly to the Washingtons so that they can adopt her. This is still, let's give Kelly to the Washingtons so that they can take amazing care of her while Kelly's mom kind of tries to get her life back together. So we're still, again, I don't know how it plays out in the story, but but we're still at a point where the goal would be reunification with Kelly's mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. yeah, that's good. Right. Yeah, no, that's. I think that that would also be a disparity between the way that the foster care system is perceived by the general public and what it actually does. Like, I know for me, I grew up kind of thinking that foster care was the halfway house between being with, uh, being in an unhealthy or unsafe environment and being adopted by somebody else, mm-hmm. and that is sometimes what it looks it like. It is that sometimes, yeah. But it's obviously, like you said, it is the best for the child and for the parent if they can be together in a healthy way. Yep. And yeah, I think that that, that side of things is often kind of, you know, not given as much attention. Yeah. And we don't know a lot about Laura's, uh, kind of the stuff that she's been dealing with. We know alcohol is involved. Mm-hmm. So let's just say she was able to get her alcoholism under control mm-hmm. uh, if indeed it is alcoholism but let's just mm-hmm. assume it is let's say she got that under control maybe everything else is fine maybe everything else is great and and kelly can safely go back to her um but there there would be a a period of time that uh, kind of like the court system and the mm-hmm. county and caseworkers would really have to believe that that laura kind of got her her act together and Kelly could indeed be returned safely to the home. Yeah. What is the age where the child is allowed to choose? Is that 13? At They get a lot of rights at age 14. A oh, 14. Where they have um, a lot of say in their own uh, their own care. Mm-hmm. Um, now, that said, a, a county or a court system can completely overrule. You know, if, if a 14-year-old kid is saying, I want to go home to mommy and <laughs> yeah. daddy you know a judge can say yeah that ain't gonna happen like sorry but that's not that's not in your best interest so um so while they do have a lot of rights and they do have a lot of input and say there's still a team of people that that override that yeah um to make sure that that the child's being taken care of uh, as best as possible mm-hmm. so what if and this is this is a question that is a little bit more tangential not necessarily than the last question but so if she was 14 and she did request the Washingtons and the Washingtons weren't prepped to be foster parents mm-hmm. and, you know, the Washingtons then agree to it, like, what does it look like for the Washingtons to kind of get inducted into the foster care system? They could, I think Witt said this, they could try to somewhat fast track the the training and mm-hmm. and it's a very involved process there is a lot of training mm-hmm. a lot of paperwork a lot of background checks it, it's a very lengthy process to be certified as a foster parent mm-hmm. um but i do think if a county 
believed that this was an identified family that would be a great foster care resource for a child. I don't I don't think they they wouldn't eliminate those expectations. You still have to do what you have to do, but I do think they would try to move mm-hmm. as quickly as possible through those and get them. So it, in this world it would be a situation where Kelly would probably have to stay at her current foster home for, you know, maybe a couple months, a few months mm-hmm. until the Washingtons are all certified and background checked and home studied and, and all that. Yeah. Thank you. Makes Thank sense. you for answering that question. Yeah. No, good, good question. So we then, we then jump to the Washington family meeting, mm-hmm. which is, I think, a pretty cool scene. Yeah, I do like too. I, the, their family yeah. dynamic is amazing. I, yeah. I, I like the like family dynamic. That. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's, yeah, it's cool. So Ed's kind of given the rundown about like, all right, so like. Is this something we're considering? What does it mean to consider this? Um, it's going to be a temporary arrangement, um, you know, and then kind of going around the horn and getting everyone else's take on what they think. Yeah, I don't know how they feel about this. And so Marvin's like, oh, it'd be great to have a sister. Yeah. I thought that was great. <laughs> I've always wanted a sister. <laughs> like, Marvin. Yeah. And then, and then yeah, goes on to be like, yeah, it's been kind of a bummer since, you know, my cousin and my brother aren't around anymore. Like, it would be, yeah, I think it would be cool to have another person. But also, Marvin hasn't, like, he wasn't in the previous episode. He hasn't interacted with Kelly at all. So it's very much just that, like, kind of aspirational oh yeah it'd be fun to have someone else around Mm -hmm. Um, but i don't actually know this person um and then um and then elaine uh this is this is the mom is uh all of her concerns are about the logistics the logistics which i related to so So strongly (laughs) i was like yep that would be that would be me in this scenario. And I also... Do we need more bath towels to adopt this child? <laughs> I think I think, I think, think it's a fun thing with this episode where, like, the emotional motivation is, like, they're more emotionally driven through Ed. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. like, it's Elaine who's, like, concerned about, like, the finances and the logistics yep. and all that, which isn't, like necessarily like your stereotypical gender roles yep. mm-hmm. um which i just appreciated showing like the complexity of human beings and that like not everyone oh, yeah. is doing is like functioning the same way and this is it's also a very close mirror to the dynamic that my parents have yeah. And so I was mm. like, I was like, I can appreciate it from that level Me as too. well. Of like, this yep. feels reflective of my experience in a way that these things normally aren't. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I would definitely say like this is the this is you know as good as the last conversation was with uh, Ed and Kelly. I think that Ed is an absolute champ here, right? So he is talking to his kids and validating what they're feeling in this moment. Like, being like, mm-hmm. so we're making, this thing has happened, and we want to make a decision regarding it. And so I, like, I want to hear what you guys have to say. And Tamika's obviously hesitant about it, because she doesn't have something good to say. But Ed's like, no, I don't care if it's good or not. Right. I want to know what you have to say. Like, because yep. you are my daughter and I love you, what you have to say is important to me. Right. And even though those words are not shared, that's the way that 
the way he communicated with his daughter like that's what that conveys yeah and i think it was legitimate too like you know you've got that stereotypical scene where a a parent says we want your opinion you know you know son and daughter but they already know they already know what decision they're going to make they're just Mm kind of getting the kid's opinion just you know just to make the kids feel good i really felt like marvin and tamika would in actually inform the decision mm-hmm. that the Washingtons made. Well, and they do and we see that. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it's like the episode strikes a good balance of like not being like Marvin and Tamika like made the final decision. Right. But also being like their opinions were genuinely taken into account. What do you and mean so, parents partnering with children in decision-making processes wow. rather than just strong-arming them into doing what they want? Crazy. <laughs> oh, good parenting. Yeah. Wow. So, Tamika's just like, when she finally does spit it out, she's just like, I don't like it. I don't like Kelly. She's exactly the kind of girl you wouldn't want me to hang out with. Mm-hmm. And then like the killer line of just like, why would you put your family through this if you don't need to? Right. Mm-hmm. Like, there is no reason that we have to do this and this is going to cause tension so why bother and that is that is one of the most common questions a family has to ask themselves when they're considering foster care or adoption is is as a parent why would i put my family through this this is going to be hard we don't know what it's going to be like and it could actually end up hurting my children like so why should I do this? Mm-hmm. And I think there's a, and I think that's a great question. I think there's a dozen reasons why you should still, you know, do it or at least still think about it. But that is a very fair question. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. we're not, there's no guarantees here. This could be a disaster and it could hurt our family. Why yeah. should we do that? Yeah. And, and Ed's on that page too. Cause Ed and Elaine kind of flounder in trying to respond. And then Marvin and Tamika leave. And Ed's just like, you know, to his wife, just like, I couldn't come up with a response to what Tamika said because I agree, I agree with, her. with her. Yep. Like, I also feel this. I would like to interject to say that Marvin proposes an interesting business idea <laughs> where we trade Tamika for yes. Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> Something to think about. It's, Everything's yes. on the table. It's balanced, you know. <laughs> one yeah. in, one out. You don't have to worry about the logistics, the bath towel situation, as it were. Uh, but... But yeah, and then and then he goes on that this whole spiel, which I think is is I don't know, could maybe the lightest point of this episode of just being the like the you know oh, I was gonna like kick back and relax like this oh, was right. this was the the moment in which like things had settled in and we had like planned this trip and our kids are old enough to be like more like more independent right and that's something that. Um, in reading the entries on this in the official guide that the writers even talking about um, in these episodes of being like Marvin and Tamika were getting to a point at which they're like teens and we didn't really want to do teen stories in Odyssey which is one of the reasons that we wrote to that we wrote Kelly ah. into this mm. is so that we could continue to have the Washingtons but tell stories about a younger girl and I was like, oh, interesting. Um, and so I think it's funny that Ed's like... Because I yeah, hates like talking about teenagers? <laughs> and I, I hate to say this because I think, I think Focus on the Family is 
doing a very good job with Kelly's character, and I, and I'd like to think that they care about foster care and adoption. I'm sure they do, yeah. but it is a very common uh, thing in even in television that when you want to suddenly have a new son or daughter and you want them to be a certain age because that's going to fit into yeah. your your well we're suddenly we've adopted a six-year-old because Woo! the writers needed a six-year-old yeah, in yeah. the in the show and and adoption is the way to make that oh, happen yeah. Oh, yeah. so right. that's Magic. that's Oof. been pretty common if you think if you think back to a, right. a lot of your sitcoms over the years suddenly oh boy suddenly someone's gotten adopted out of the blue and it's like well Elf. or it's yeah. like or it's a younger younger cousin who's coming to stay with them exactly like that yeah. sort of it's, thing. they want to write in a specific yeah but specific age i feel so, like it's more of a, a a thing used by shows that are like they've kind of run out of ideas and they're like we need a new character oh yeah and like right so i think the show is doing two things Mm -hmm. of like they're seeing it sitting in a writing room going we want to keep the washingtons around what are our options there someone throws out well what if they adopt someone and then marshall younger like yes ands and goes yeah okay but like what do we actually do to make that happen? And I've got experience in this having done it myself. Mm -hmm. So like, let's not just like lightly go into that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think it is both. I think you're, I think you're right. I just remember the first time I ever noticed it was now, now I'm really going to date myself, but this is, uh, this goes back to like the 1980s with the Cosby show. I don't know if you guys ever even watched it, but, but, uh, uh, the, the older daughter, uh, Denise got married and the the man that she married already had a daughter. And I think the daughter's name was Olivia. And then all of a sudden there's this new character yeah, named yeah. Olivia on the show who who was, you know, really the star of the star of the show. In fact it was uh, I think it was Raven Simone is oh, actually okay. who Oh really? Olivia was, yeah, as a wow. as a little girl. But anyway, <laughs> perhaps that is also tangential. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. We don't do that on this show. No. <laughs> Certainly never. Um uh, and yeah, and so right, so it's this conversation about about Ed being like, yeah, like I kind of thought like my parenting days were over, and right. like it was gonna be because you know teenagers so notoriously easy to parent. Um, right. I'm but, an absolute delight. I think if you talk to my parents, they'd be like, this guy is so easy, <laughs> doesn't uh, cause any problems ever. Um, and so, and so yeah, but but he's but I like the fact that he's like. He's saying that, but it's all somewhat tongue in cheek. It is absolutely. It's not like, uh, yeah, because he he's like, because that's when he's like, okay, I gotta, I gotta make a call. Um, Yeah, and then they're joking about it, right? And she's like, she's like, well, what for? You know, child services aren't going to be up at this hour. And he's like, no, 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 I gotta cancel our flight. (laughs) We're not going away this weekend. Um, And I, I I thought, I thought his wife. uh, What's his wife's name? Elaine. I I thought Mm -hmm. Elaine. Handled that almost too happily. <laughs> like I would be like, well, well, let's go on the vacation and then yeah. Kelly in after the trip. Yeah, like, honestly, like, because you've got months before you're even certified to be like, let's talk about this. Yeah, let's. Kelly, Maybe it would be good to have good like retreat. one less yeah. one last retreat. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and Kelly was the one that said we should go on vacation. So yeah. I mean, I want to make her happy. Our yeah. marriage definitely would benefit, and she would benefit yeah. from a good marriage from us. Yeah. Oh, so. Yeah. Yeah. transitive yeah. property of foster care <laughs> yeah. and anyways i i do like i do like elaine's enthusiasm as well though of just like she's been 
pretty reserved about everything. Mm-hmm. But then, like, as soon as Ed's like, okay, yeah. like, I think, I think, like, I think this is actually what she needs, we need to do. She was like, oh, thank God I yeah. did as well. <laughs> yeah. Like, I was, I was having those same thoughts and I just wasn't voicing them. So yep. thank you so much. I actually like that because we didn't get, we didn't get any hint into what Elaine was thinking. So when, when we got her response and she was so over the moon excited that that's what they were going to do. It was a surprise to me and a good surprise. I thought, Oh, that's, that's cool. This is sweet. This is like, gives good feelings. Yeah. Yeah. And, and right. And we get the great, the great line of Ed saying, you know, I knew I shouldn't have married someone who was smarter than me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which is, yeah, I think it's just, is is lovely. Well, and there's, there's, I would like to, because we haven't really talked about it that much this episode is the whole God side of things with, okay, is this what God wants us to do? And did the discernment of God's will that's kind of happening over the course of this episode, which really when they have that conversation before Wit shows up, it's not really a thing. Nobody really mentions it. And then after that, after Wit comes and they have that conversation, that's when prayer and thinking about it and Mm -hmm. doing that sort of thing is uh, coming up again and again and it came up at dinner about praying about it and even now um like you said uh elena elena no that's my nephew my niece lane lena elaine 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 um mrs washington mrs washington to me (laughs) uh decides that like okay you know i want to i want to pray about this i want to give it time but But we think that this is where God's leading us. Right. Because that is the important thing to, to mention is like, this isn't them saying, okay, let's do it. Yeah. It's them saying, okay, both of us are feeling like this is what needs to happen. Let's take some time, pray about it, process through things. And then, and then kind of, then we, then we make our decision. Well, right. and that's probably yep. more so why they canceled the vacation than everything. Because it was yeah. like, we were going to live our best life and go on vacation and hammock in the you know, Caribbean and such. And, well, and, and, you right. know. and to the point we made earlier, they want to take their kids into account on yeah. this thing. And things haven't left. Like, nothing in there has really been resolved. It's like, Marvin doesn't want it. Or Marvin's gung-ho about it tamika like was immediately against it Mm -hmm. and so like that's where things hang and so in addition to like trying to discern god's will there's also that thing of like we need to like like the conversation about what this looks like for us as a family has not ended Mm -hmm. yeah and then you know then what's the next scene? It's uh, the wit, uh, Wit's End with Wit, Connie, and Tamika and Eugene. And they're talking about um, Kelly returning the money. And the money showing up back in the register and wondering kind of where it came from. We well, mentioned... it didn't show back. So Connie received an envelope with $65 addressed to her. Yeah. Um, that Eugene brings in. Um, and there's no other information but Wit kind of puts the puzzle pieces together and is like Kelly must have stole that money and then maybe she gave it back to you Connie to make up for as kind of some recompense for the book mm-hmm. is, and is to it, which Connie's like I'm still going oh, yeah. to wring her neck yeah, she's because not my it. masterpiece yeah. is, is it wrong that my first thought was 
Oh, it's really nice that that Kelly just stole $65 from her new foster family <laughs> to, to repay the cash register. Well, we, Wits immediately like Wits immediately like, yeah, we didn't really consider how she was like paying like how she was paying right. for everything and I was like, but she sold $65 and she just gave back $65. Like, so we still don't know how she was paying for things. I'm still going Are you just with assuming the soap she on stole Etsy from shop. other places? Right, or you just uh <laughs> You just keep stealing and paying back the people you steal from, and that that's, she is that like a Ponzi start, scheme or yeah. something. <laughs> she's in a pyramid. It's scheme. a pyramid scheme or something. She is, you he, just she's the top of the essential oils. I, I think pyramid she's, scheme. she's selling calling cards. I believe <laughs> she, she pays her people back yeah. and then steals from new people. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Sith no, lords can do that. <laughs> they do. They can cheat death. I was going to make the comment that maybe she's the, the person, you know, counterfeiting all the money from the Green Ring conspiracy. Oh, wow. You know, that maybe, is a, maybe that's what call, A call out. forward. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah. I mean, that's... Is there anything else in that scene? Um, it just felt like... No. Oh, yeah. I guess we didn't really... We didn't address talk, that. We, so. we didn't really talk about the money last episode. We just kind of left that hanging. Yeah. And we need but, to talk about the book just again. Yeah. <laughs> But you know, because like like you said, Dylan, because this is not this part of the story is not from Kelly's point of view. We still don't know what happened. Like, oh, yeah. nope. We we're assuming now that this money came from Kelly and that she stole it and that she felt bad. Or, but we don't know what she did or didn't do, and we don't know what her motivations were. Still, yeah, exactly. It's everything is just conjecture on Wit's part yeah. and yep. like and Connie's and Eugene's for that matter. But, well, and, and that's and, what we get the next scene, right? Because Tamika goes to confront Kelly about it essentially yep. and be like, just say that you're a good person and you gave the money back. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, Kelly oh, doesn't do it. Oh, yeah. So because that that's the other thing that that scene I forgot Tamika was there. Yeah. But like that scene comes in on her opening up to Wit and Connie mm-hmm. about the conversation with her family last night and kind right. of her stress about that. And then Eugene interrupts with the $65. Mm-hmm. But, like, I do... I don't know. I, I liked it as a thing of, like, we we continue to get to see Tamika process through this. Right. Like, if the, the first half of the episode is so much us seeing Ed talk through, like, process through everything yep. and kind of go on this arc... And then the second half, we see we get to see Tamika do the same thing. Um, anyway, so yes, then Tamika does go to Kelly and say, mm-hmm. uh, what, what, "What was it? How, how was it you phrased it, Andrew? <laughs> uh, tell me you put the money back and that you're like stop trying to pretend like you're not a good person, essentially. Yeah. So um, I can like so I can feel good about you <laughs> staying yeah. with us. It, it is the it's a very interesting scene. The pace at which Kelly's voice transitions yes. from normal yes. to nasty yep. is so good. Yep. Like, such an excellent performance um, on Rachel Fox's end. Mm-hmm. And just like, yeah, just a good encapsulation of her character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was basically the moment Tamika walked into Kelly's door, you heard a whole new kelly mm-hmm. like that sweet little kelly was gone and and mm. and kelly was red like defenses were up and she was ready to 
Whatever Tamika, right. whatever Tamika was walking into that room, Kelly was ready for it. Why are mm-hmm. you here? Like, yeah. I didn't think, I didn't think you liked me, or yeah. like I thought you were scared. Or no, I think she says like, "Why aren't you scared of me?" Yeah, yeah. I love <laughs> Tamika's so response because you're like, like ten, and right. I'm, like, I'm like four inches taller <laughs> than you, three and a half. Yeah, three and a half tops. <laughs> like I, yeah, right. Because Tamika is comfortably a high schooler at this point, and right. this is a ten-year-old. Yeah. Yeah, she's like probably yeah six years older than her presumably. <laughs> if yeah, which again, this is the frustrating thing Actually, about Tamika. She's more than six years because her learning to drive was last episode. Oh, or last album rather. Pointless continuity because I'm too into this show. Anyways, anyway, they uh, yeah, like I was surprised that Tamika didn't play a more. Um, mentor-y type role. Like, I was surprised that Tamika was less mature about this confrontation, even though she ends up making a, you know, I think a good... drawing a good conclusion from it and kind of seeing, um, you know, who Kelly is as a person and not necessarily as a... uh, Yeah, some of her mistakes and her um, unfortunate circumstances. Right, you know. But the important and kind of bizarre moment of their interaction is that kelly's the yeah. one to bridge the gap that's exactly yes, right. exactly yeah which is like this Tamika is the was moment, out the door right Tamika's a jerk so right <laughs> so they have nice. this this hiss off and then tamika just goes to leave right. and then kelly switches into her kind voice and is like hey is there a way to record on this keyboard yep mm-hmm. and it's like i don't know it didn't really it bothered me a little bit, where I was like, I don't, I don't know. Like, it, it felt like Tamika should be the bigger person, and also, like, I'm not sure I fully believe that Kelly's able, like, was able to, like, make that switch. But, but maybe it does speak to there being a part of her deeper down that really does want things to work out with the Washingtons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And her realizing, like... Okay, like I gotta, I gotta make nice to some extent. Yep. Um, if this is gonna happen, but, but I, I was okay with it. I, okay. I bought it. I, yeah, me too. I bought it. Um, I thought Tamika blew it, and she mm-hmm. was out the door, like literally just walking out the door. She's not and a I think, kind person. I think <laughs> Kelly, Kelly brought it back, and then uh, I think the weird part came then when, when Kelly's like, "Well, can you show me how to record?" like oh yeah and tamika's like you see this humongous green button (laughs) press press that to start recording and then you see this humongous red button press that to stop recording (laughs) i feel like i feel like the musical prodigy and and computer genius that kelly is should have been able to figure out green means go and red means stop that is fair um, yeah. <laughs> however, if anybody's used tried to record something on a keyboard before, it is impossible if you don't know what you're doing. Yeah, no, that's true. I've I've done it. I've done it before. But it's this, not a good time. This does sound pretty simple. They have yeah. a lot fewer buttons. Yeah. <laughs> and I do hope in, in the future episode we do get to hear more of uh Rose Petals in Love or was it Rose Petals of, of Love? Ro- Rose, Rose Petal Rose Petal of Love. love. 
That was Tamika's yeah. song, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and Kelly's was something about Desert Flower, maybe. Desert, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, certainly. It was some something desert. Um, Not commentary yeah, on isolation at all. It is. It is Tamika then playing back, being like, "Oh, I think there are probably some of my old recordings on here. Here, let me play this one for you." Mm-hmm. Um, and then presses play, and then that's our interstitial music again. Yeah, it's like so it, good. It, it transforms into into it and it's yeah i think well, it's fun that was i didn't notice that right away i'm listening to this recording and then it it starts musically building a little mm-hmm. bit i'm like oh. oh this is quite a keyboard <laughs> and then i was like oh this is yeah. we have we are transitioning uh, here i I'm get just, it i'm so used to the transition music of odyssey right. that i immediately was like oh i know what they're doing yeah yeah me but, too it uh I didn't like the keyboard sound. I much liked it. I liked it a lot more when she was playing the old piano. Yeah, the old timey piano from yeah. Yeah, it sounded great. What I wonder though is like, how much did Tamika really care about the songs that she wrote? If they're just on the hard drive of her keyboard that she just gave away, like, I mean, are they anywhere else? I, I it's not I, the creme I, de la creme, man. <laughs> I guess not. I, I hope that the rose petal of love is. <laughs> Is a song that she has like memorized, or like you know, I don't know if you could export from a keyboard in 2007. No, yeah, you probably could. Anyways, but yeah, but pedal of love. But if tour. you if you went up to Coldplay and say said I don't understand why you released that music on CD, you have it memorized. <laughs> I think it's the exact same thing. <laughs> I think it's an exact parallel yes yes that that, that you're you're right you're right that is a watertight <laughs> argument you cannot get out you're right tamika is missing the opportunity to milk all the money out of this yeah so the the fun thing is um eagle-eared listeners will know that uh the rose petal of love is a song that tamika when she tried to join marvin's band um the coolest dog um in the episode the coolest dog she tried to like convince them that like this was gonna be the song they would do and they all shot her down oh is this this is a future episode or past episode episode. so so maybe she she's moved past rose petal love after um actually shoot the episode's called the coolest dog but that's not the name of their band their name of the name of the band is the coolest dog but in spanish oh because i think I think Mandy makes the comment of like, doesn't that translate to the cool dog? <laughs> oh, it's Los Peros Frescos <laughs> is the name of the band. Yes. And it is Marvin, Tamika, and Wooten. I need to listen to that episode. <laughs> All right. Go, go give that one a go. Yeah. Um, go give that one a go. Go, go listen to the coolest dog if you're interested in hearing more of the rose petal of love. I really am. Uh, anyways. Can we make Wadfam Chop Pod like concert shirts? We're like touring for Los Peros Frescos. <laughs> yeah. And their hit song, The Rose, rose Petal, rose of, petal love. of Love. Ooh. That's, that's not and a bad. only tour in fake locations in Odyssey. Right, like they're playing in Odyssey, in Connellsville, in Oswald Heights, yep, in yep. Um, Richland. Oh yeah, the the amphitheater at Old Festival, uh, Old West Fun World. You know, <laughs> just 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 sponsored all by Wits End. They've yeah, got, they've got a show at Campbell University. Exactly, all of all of the fake places. Uh, anyways, 
So then we end on a delightful interaction between Tamika and um, and Ed, um, where she apologizes to to her dad and is like, you know, like yeah, I'm sorry about the other night. And he has what is such a fantastic line mm-hmm. of just you were telling us how you truly felt. Yep. I will never be mad at you for that. She's like, man. Good dad. Yeah. Way to validate your kid's feelings. President oh. Washington, 2020. President <laughs> Washington. Well, well done, Ed. Like, I was, yeah, I was oh, no. so yeah. happy with that being his response. Because, um, yeah, he, because he also was asking for her to be honest and prodded her to say that. Right. So then if he is... So then for him to be like, yeah, like, that's what I wanted. Like, thank you for being honest. And then she responds, like, she follows up with, like, another great line of just, like, if you decide that the answer is no, don't do it because of me. Mm -hmm. I loved the way she phrased that. Yeah. Because she didn't say, Dad, I think the answer should be yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She was still saying, you guys decide. I don't know what the right answer is. But if you decide no, don't make it because of me. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I'm on board with what you guys think is is right. I thought that was a good, yeah. a good way to word that. Yeah, great father moment, great child moment. Um, I get so excited and happy when I see parents being good at parenting and kids responding well to it. <laughs> oh my god! Ah, I I can't explain it, and I didn't really know that to be true about myself until today. Uh, it's like, whoa. And so, rush. what, then we just go out on them deciding that they're going to do it. They're going to take in Kelly. And, yeah, then, the, and then the episode ends, like, immediately. Yeah, no, right. it does. <laughs> that, 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 that's what I'm saying. Is it just, like... We're going like, to take in Kelly. And then Chris just starts talking with yeah. the rap. <laughs> in Matthew, Jesus said... Yeah. Like, Wait, what? Yeah. yeah. No, story. I Kelly know. didn't even say yes at any Jesus, point. Jesus Wait. is not in this story. Come on. We're, right, I know. It's, I know. It's like, I need, I need another... Yeah. I, I need, needed just a tiny scene maybe a phone call at the very end between yeah. kelly and ed and kelly being like yeah that sounds really nice then you can do whatever you want yeah yeah so i have because yeah. other than what she said that one time to her therapist or whatever like do she's do never told yeah she's yeah. never told ed that she wants to stay with him yeah and so, right, so Kelly's story after this is we do get two more really solid episodes of, like, her navigating life with the Washingtons. Mm-hmm. But then, unfortunately, album 50 hits, which is, like, the finale to an era of Odyssey. And they, like, start off with new people and recast some people when they come back with 51. So, like she gets a really quickly wrapped up like three episodes here's like kelly gets saved um and does she end up back with her mom i know like i like i believe the the so her last episode is 642 the imagination station revisited part two mm-hmm. um that that's a great episode title that is not a mouthful by any means but then like the washingtons no longer exist as characters in odyssey after that point really um Mm -hmm. and so 
there is no closure to Kelly's storyline. So I mean, she becomes she becomes a Christian, so there's closure in that regard. Yeah, and they, you know, are we doing spoilers? But they adopt her too, don't they? Yeah. Ooh. I Do think, they? I think I read that. Now I'm like, now I gotta remember. I don't want to be communicating oh, false information. It does. Here. Interesting. I now I'm like I don't. So it does say Kelly was adopted by the Washington family on the wiki. On the wiki, but I don't know. But it doesn't give a reference for an episode for that, and I don't remember it happening unless it just happens like in between episodes or something. Right. But they, yeah, like there is some stuff that, especially like the next two episodes, and you know. In general, I think it could be fun to to come back and talk about about Kelly some more. But yeah, like, me too. she isn't even like the Washingtons aren't present in her two like in the two part finale of Kelly. Mm-hmm. Like, it is her going in the Imagination Station to see the death and resurrection of of Christ, and oh. then Wit praying with her at the end. And, like, that's where her character ends. So, like, if you want to come back on and talk more Kelly or, or maybe oh, yeah. maybe get your wife on yeah. um, to talk about Kelly, I'm, I'm open to it. But, unfortunately... Four people at this table? Like, <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe we'll trade Arthur. Do, do, a, do an old Tamika for Kelly exchange. <laughs> oh, I thought you were trading me for Liz. I was <laughs> assuming that that was, was going to happen. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? It's the fall semester. I'll just... Just time it during finals week, and I'll have a good excuse to not record an episode of the podcast I make. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so yeah, I, yeah, I wish, I wish there was a more clear arc with her, and like that I could say like, yeah, and then like they continue to follow up with this character, and like this is where she lands. But unfortunately, just because of like the timing of where the show's at at this point, we don't get what i wish this would have been right and it's a shame because this episode like there is more kelly stuff there is more kelly stuff dealing with stuff that this episode is setting up but this episode does not conclude in any way right and really neither does kelly's arc much (laughs) right and i think right i think the point of this episode is like well the conclusion is because this was an episode about the washington's like the structure was do we adopt or do we foster kelly yes we do and that's the that's the structure of the episode but it uh really drops like kelly's agency and she's the reason i like the first episode so much right yeah. and so where like the stuff with ed and tamika in this episode is good it, it feels like we're missing kind of the I, yeah, we're missing some of the, the heart and the reason, like, this actually matters. Yeah. I feel like this would have been a delightful three-parter. <laughs> yeah. I, I agree with you. Or at least end the second part with them talking to Kelly. Yeah. Like, I think yeah, this, this, exactly. this needed to end with Kelly, like, from Kelly's point of view. And it 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 just ended so abruptly. And, it, and, and I would also add, I don't... I think their reaction to making the decision to foster was a bit over the top. I mean, Ed 
said, I feel like I'm in the delivery room right now. Like, <laughs> we have a child. And it's like, well, no, it, it is yeah, weeks, weeks, if not months, until this girl can be in your home. During that time, they're going to be taking steps to try to get Laura, you know, to get back to a good place. Mm-hmm. And then if and when Kelly does move in with you, in theory, it would be temporary, you know, until mom gets gets things squared away. Now, obviously, it it looks like she ended up being adopted, but that's. But in this moment, I don't know. Like I can, I'm Liz and I were excited when we decided to be foster care, uh, foster parents. So I understand the excitement of making that decision and, and getting a placement. That is exciting. But to say like we have a child, well, heck, you kind of don't. Like it's not your. She's not their child. Yeah. And at least at this point, ideally, she wouldn't become their child. She would go home to Laura and life would be happy and great and they'd live happily ever after. And yeah, it's it's just it's such a it's a tough thing of these these two episodes doing a really good job of setting the emotional stakes and having a level of realism and like getting you emotionally invested in these characters for these two episodes and doing for the most part a really good job of that but then at the end it's got to remember oh yeah we are a christian radio show for children yeah and so like but but it's like it's it's an unfortunate thing because it's like right so we go from this is like yeah it's such a it feels like two episodes that are so personal Mm -hmm. um to to the writer and director of the episodes and also just like personal with these characters and then it's like right but the show is not about the washingtons right but you ha- you have to understand as podcasters our job is to delve into this in levels that it was never meant to be delved <laughs> yeah. into oh no i we are to, yes, we are that is pull, what i do here to, we are to pull meaning from this that was never meant to be there. Yeah. And it's but it, <laughs> That's yeah. kind of what I do with <laughs> right. everything all the time. That that is like the premise of our show and I'm just like sad about it sometimes right. where I'm like I I wish that this could going forward live up to what it has set up. Exactly. Right. Well, and I was thinking while you guys were talking that um, <laughs> this is a lot for 50 minutes of audio. This is less than the length of our show. <laughs> That's true. Each episode. That's true. <laughs> and we spend an hour talking about a 24-minute yeah, episode. Yeah, exactly. And and there's a lot to say, obviously. Uh, but, well, there's a lot that you want to say. I don't know how much I say should be said. But that's aside the point. Um, yeah, it's, it, it's a lot to tell both sides of that story. You know, have it be so oriented around Kelly to engage the listener and also create a compelling narrative but then also be on the side of the washingtons which are these established characters that we already know and love and to to show both sides of things which is an incredibly difficult task to do in general within 50 minutes across both parts mm-hmm. like this part's 25 minutes and the part one's 23 it, or something yeah i was gonna say it's not longer than 25 minutes yeah um 
to 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 try and bridge that gap is very hard. And so, you know, I think that what we're seeing here is the downside of and the deep un, you know misfortune that this character was so promising and had so much potential, but because it kind of happened in the the turn of the Odyssey century, as it were, you know, uh, album fifty, like she never really got the uh, the arc that she right. probably deserved or or needed, and and I think maybe some sentiments of that are trickling back, and that's why we see a lot of emphasis put on the foster care system in buck's arc and everything like that i would be actually very interested to cover that arc in comparison to this one to know kind of has their approach to talking about it changed has the fact that they have more time and budget to um stretch out these things has that improved the quality at all right and Um, i think i think maybe not even just budget and time as much as just like the little bit of new odyssey that i have dipped into is less ensemble than Mm -hmm. this era especially of just like there is so many this is a 12 track album and there is so much other stuff going on and like two episodes are what we get for this Mm -hmm. and then we get like one episode in the next album and one episode in the album after that and then like three episodes to wrap it up and then we're done so like it's yeah it's just like the the struggle of dealing with an ensemble show but it's kind of like watching uh that old show lost where it could be like six episodes till they get back to a plot line that you care about <laughs> yeah there's a good you reason i game of dropped off of lost yeah. another very wholesome show yeah game uh, of thrones game of thrones yeah. that's yeah. another and, focus and on the family yeah, yeah. yeah i figured yeah uh so yeah i don't know that was a a, a lot here at the end uh any other final thoughts about about these episodes about i don't know their handling of these characters and these storylines um yeah i don't know i am do you, do you feel like you've said your piece arthur i i think so i i guess i i really liked the first part episode one <laughs> and this one <laughs> This this episode two kind of left me hanging a little bit, and I thought I really thought that like this episode would tie up a lot of the questions of last episode. That turns out, I guess we're just irrelevant because they just we got just ignored. Assume. Like yeah. where I think that's the thing. We're just to assume that Kelly ate the ice cream. Kelly stole the money. Kelly deleted the book. Kelly did everything bad that ever happened in Odyssey. So we're <laughs> we're supposed to just assume that. Um, yeah, they never do talk. There's, hmm. Nope. Last episode was an episode about Kelly. This is an episode about the Washington. It, it absolutely is. Mm-hmm. Like, and they and haven't. They, and never the two shall meet. No. Like. <laughs> and they haven't definitively said whether or not she has the ability to control metal with her mind. Yeah, that, exactly. That I think is that's the probably the big kind of continuity error there. They just haven't yeah. dealt with that. And is her mom the other Sith or does she right. have a secret twin? And that's where yeah, yeah. they they yeah. really kind of screwed it up there. Her trivia page just says that Eugene referred refers to her as a walking EMP device. Doesn't say anything beyond that. Right. Like I I I, I want to know. It is also, it actually? It also says what Kelly's favorite yeah. band oh. is. 
<laughs> skeletal maidens, <laughs> which yeah. I did Google, doesn't doesn't seem to exist. No, that's if, if you ever do come back to talk about the next Kelly episode, we can get into skeletal maidens. Yes, I'm excited about that. Oh, uh, Scully is the a skull. skull. Does that shirt still exist? Did you ever make that shirt? I never did make that shirt. I have designs, but it never actually went up for sale. Anyways, um... You put in the work and then didn't follow through. At least I have the courtesy of being lazy and not doing the work. Says the guy who sat sat on an episode of his podcast for like a month and a half. And then deleted it. (laughs) Oh, I was talking about this most recent one, featuring me. Or what about the one I was featured in? (laughs) (laughs) That still has never been aired. That was like two yeah, years ago. That was this a is a reunion for Arthur, yeah. Arthur and Andrew. Yeah. That, was a, that was a deeply unfortunate technological incident that involved my computer just frying, essentially. Uh, I knew I should have just brought my cassette tapes and Walkman and recorded it myself. You should have, honestly. <laughs> that would have been pretty metal. Much like the band Skeletal Maidens, yeah. I assume. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. Uh... Anything, uh, anything you want to plug again, Arthur? We'll, we'll give you a little bit of time here at the uh, end of the episode to kind of say your piece. And... Yeah, well, well, my piece is, is uh, uh, my wife and I came out with a uh, curriculum about a year ago called Trusting the God of the Gospel. It's also the name of our podcast. And it was designed, is designed to help uh, parents and youth workers uh, who live with or work with adopted and foster teenagers to help them talk uh, to those kids about God. Um, because as you can imagine, as we think about the story of Kelly, there's a lot that happened in her life that might give her a very skewed understanding of the gospel or, or very much a barrier to even being able to understand or embrace the gospel. And so the curriculum really kind of, it's a video series that really dives into some of those issues of what does it look like to share the gospel with adopted and foster teenagers in a way that, that kind of makes sense for them, but also embraces some of the past hurts that that they have had. So that's at uh, trustingthegodofthegospel.com. You can find that there. Or seems, if you, uh, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say that that seems very relevant to our earlier conversation, wherein they discuss the fact that she has lost trust. Yes. Everyone in her life has rejected her, including us. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. And uh, if for some reason you want to uh, follow me on social, it's just at Arthur C. Woods. Um, that's, uh, all the socials, although I do not yet have the, uh, the TikTok that, uh, all the young people oh, have. Oh, I want, I the want Arthur TikTok the real youngins. bad. Uh, or ArthurCWoods.com is my website. That is all. Very cool. So, yeah, that's where we're going to leave things today. Uh, next week, Andrew and I are going to be back with another guest. Hmm. You'll never guess who, uh, to talk about Bernard and Joseph, part one. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Wadfam Chalkpot is a presentation of the Libbits Podcast Company. This show is a fan podcast and has no official affiliation with Adventures in Odyssey or Focus on the Family. As such, the copyright is ours under Creative Commons. Follow the podcast at Wadfam Chalkpod on Twitter and Instagram or email us at wadfamchalkpod at gmail.com. The Chosen One Part 2 was hosted by Dylan Weaver and Andrew Acebo with special guest Arthur C. Woods. It was edited by Dylan Weaver. And I'm Nathan Haverstick, hoping you'll join us again next time for more of the Wad Fan Shock Pod.